I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time FL Podcast round eight. 2018, we're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who is sick and tired of all this talk that Ben Cousins is out of work. It's Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. How are we this weekend? We are in Wayne Jackson Studios again together. Oh, it's it's great to have you here in, in, in Wayne Jackson Studios. And yeah, I'm very surprised at that talk. Like, I understand that Cuz is not working at the Eagles, but that does not mean... He isn't dutifully employed. It's not flat chat. Yeah. I, he's working for me. Really? At the moment. Yeah. He's, um, so uh, one of my many businesses, mm-hmm. he's been driving around. Driving, you say? Yeah. So like, uh, an like, order, an order will come into me. Uh huh. And I'll text. So I use, uh, WhatsApp or Wicker. Yep. If, you, if you want an order from me, just hit me up. And, uh, I'll say to Ben, um, mate, get, uh, two, uh, tickets. Mm hmm. Because I um, deal in uh, tickets for, for uh, football. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Tickets <laughs> for football. And he'll say, okay, and where to? And usually it'll be, you know, an address. Usually a lot of people that I sell tickets to, <laughs> they want them like uh, 11 o'clock, midnight, uh-huh. like late at night. So, they're always quite agitated, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. They, they, want them, they want them in a hurry. They're like, mate, are you fucking here with the tickets yet? We want to go to the, uh, the, f- game. the footballing <laughs> game that I'm selling tickets for. And so uh, Ben does that, and then sometimes if I run out of tickets, he's got to come back, and okay. I've got like a, a brick, I mean a a, a thing of tickets, uh-huh. and he takes a few more tickets off that, and sometimes if I'm flat chat, he puts the tickets into a little bag for me, <laughs> and then he takes them back out on the street. So I'm dealing, I'm uh, selling a lot of tickets over this um, last uh, couple of weeks, wow. and d- depending on depending on the week and the flow, because I get my tickets from overseas. Well, I noticed I can actually come to your flight, your place a bit ago, just mm. during the week while we're hanging out, being pals, being oh, yeah. good buddies. Yeah. And uh, you got a lot of um, security cameras around the place, and a lot They've, of. Um, they're really sought after tickets. A lot of metal, metal doors in your building too. The police accuse me of scalping, <laughs> okay. and I say, "Mate, these tickets are legit." <laughs> so it, you know, I, I don't, I don't muck around. And and Cuz gets a cut of whatever tickets he sells. Uh, he gets to keep a percentage of that, and then obviously I have to kick up the tickets that I've bought to a to a high person as well. So it's just a little trickle down thing, and it, ke- it keeps him employed. He's very he's very busy, particularly on weekends yeah, and sure. festivals. Uh, <laughs> okay, people, yeah, a lot of people want t- tickets to the footy. Like, well, yeah, in January, and, they want to get ahead. Yeah, that's right. Even though they're in a festival, they huh. want tickets to, I don't know, must be a sub-festival within the festival. <laughs> I, don't, I don't ask questions. It's not for me to care. But anyway, Cuz is working. He's working hard. He's been taken care of. People, stop worrying about him. Uh, lovely man bun, by the way. Well, you know, he's, just keep, he's keeping low-key, man. Yeah, got the big bullshit beard. Got the uh, thing. Uh, so he'd been at the Eagles for about three months or so. Yeah, so he got out of prison, and I think as a part of his um, release or his parole, mm. he had to get uh, employment. And so the Eagles said, yeah, yeah, we'll take you on board. And it was a bit it of hasn't a co- worked out. It was a community thing, wasn't it? It was like a helping out with maybe development and community. Would that be right? Yeah, I, I think so. So maybe kind of shoring up the community in Northbridge, maybe? 
<laughs> on a Saturday night over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. He's getting back to the community. He's getting to know talking what to the kids. kids. Yeah, talking to the kids. <laughs> talking to the kids on street. You know, he does chewing a lot, a lot of gum. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, on street corners. He just chats to kids all the time <laughs> yep. in parks, from his car, wherever. I mean, that that is a level of dedication you don't see in the community very often. <laughs> so, and sometimes he'll uh, he'll take his community chat to Las Vegas. Uh-huh. He's really dedicated. <laughs> So he's doing well, and uh, and so are the West Coast Eagles. How about those Blues? Baggers, mate. Baggers, you got oh, on the board. Can I just say, I mean, you, you don't want to get ahead. Mm-hmm. But 15 wins will get you top four, I would say. You'd reckon you're pretty so safe with that this year. If we can get on a roll, if we can get, say, 15 in a row. Yep, so you're one and seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the moment. I mean, it, it sounds bad, but, you know, once that becomes seven and seven, you're back to, you squared the ledger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's not forget the classic Richmond tale. Of uh, 2014, would it be? Yeah, they won the last 10? Nine, I think it was. Last yeah, nine. so they went maybe three and three and three and ten. They were maybe, three and ten, yeah. Yeah, twelve and ten, yeah, to sneak into the eight. Yeah. So and, and then and it worked out worked out well from them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Next <laughs> week they went to Port Adelaide. Yeah. Well, apart from that, but um, but then three years later they won a flag. Absolutely. So it, anything is possible at this point. It. Uh, I went. I went to yesterday's game. Who'd you go with? Uh, Andy Ma, actually. Oh, cool. And I, I was at, I was actually in a in a box. Oh, uh, here we go. With uh, uh, Brendan Favola. Yeah, sure. Which box? It was in the box Fox Football. Oh, cool. Fox yeah, Football. great. Yeah, yeah we sweet. We don't invite you, even though you've got your own show <laughs> on Fox Footy. You don't get invited into that particular box. But um, and uh, and Robbo was in the box. No well. way. Robbo was in the box. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So that was that was fun. Did you have a chat? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh dude. Robbo. Okay. Way Settle back. back for a very special edition of Open Junk. Uh, take us through your Fox Footy adventure. So you wonder in Andy Ma, is that what Andy Ma connection of Fox Footy at the minute? No. Oh, he's in enemy territory, front bar. Well, yes, but you know, he's he's media and they, they love to they love to get around other people. Okay, and okay. Just have it's people an open in, family, yeah. Yes, and just have people in the box and uh yeah, it was it was it was a really enjoyable afternoon because the game was tense. No one ever got away, so people mm-hmm. were watching and um yeah, it was just it was a majority Carlton box. Okay, I think Robbo was a bit upset with the with the balance that had been set up in the box. Who are a few other people you could you could recognise in the box? Um, no one really. We were Fev. Fev was the I was the third most famous person in the box. Oh, really? Oh no, fourth. If you go, yeah, fourth, definitely. I'm behind Robbo, aren't I? I'm <laughs> Not to behind us. Robbo. Not yeah. to us, mate. Yeah, that's. Thank you, mate. Thank you. But um, yeah, it was it was a great afternoon. Jesus was good to get a win. Yeah, for sure. Can I just say how enjoyable. It Did was. you know the words to the song? I mean, you mock, but I, I I sing them a lot when I'm home by myself. Did you watch the uh, the um, team song? Were there many around in the uh, Gatorade Bukaki? Yes, I think there might have been seven or eight uh, players who'd oh. never played in a victory for good Carlton. on them. Good on them. So that was uh, yeah, it was it was a Gatorade Bukaki festival. It yeah. was like a, a an extra heavy Bukaki, if I can say that. Now, how do you feel? <laughs> We've all seen that before, but this was a heavy duty. This is like this is like Melbourne on Friday. It was just a full on. Oh yeah, the rain. Uh, yeah, apocalyptic Bukaki. How do you feel about having a low dog coach? Can I put that to you, Brendan Bolton? Mate. Low dog at Hawthorne, sweetness and light. Carlton turned him into a low dog. We've changed him, have we? Low dog. He has one incident where he has a chat to an opposition player as he's walking onto the field. I think it was three quarter, quarter time. time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there was an Essen player. There was about four or five Carlton players around them. Yeah, yeah. having a bit of a biffo. And what did he actually say? Someone said he mouthed F off, but I don't know yeah. if that's quite right. Yeah, he, he definitely... It would have been like, oh, gee, Willikers, fuck off, mate. <laughs> fuck off, mister. Get out of here. So he's saying it to the Bombers player. I, I reckon it could be interpreted that he could be he was saying it to the um, Carlton players, you know, fuck off out of there. No, it was definitely... But then he admitted that he actually... <laughs> do, you, do you have an issue with it? Some people are saying that he may have a, he may have a case to answer. A case to answer. Yeah. For Chris Arrow. 
Um, I don't think he does have a case to answer. No. The, the AFL may send him. The other thing that may happen, he oh, may get sent. A police explain. A please explain, yeah. So I, I don't know if there's... Because what does it go? Does it go, please explain, and then a case to answer? I suppose so, yeah. Because then you please explain, you then have to lay out you know, what you ha- what happened what and happened, what you right. did. Yeah. So and he they're not down, happy with that. So he writes down, get a case walked to onto the field. Uh, four of my players were pushing Mark Bagley. I said... Fuck off! Yeah, and then I walked to our huddle, but he didn't lose stride. He didn't. He no, didn't... he didn't veer away towards the player or anything, no. did he? And I think you get the idea. Like if Brendan Bolton comes running up to you, going "fuck off," you'd be like, "Yeah, whatever, mate." <laughs> <laughs> like, you're hardly going to be kind of too intimidated, mate. It's the it's the size of the fight and the dog, not the size of the dog in the fight, mate. But he is a low dog. Rip your. He no. is a low dog. We love. I tell you, it's fucking falling apart for Essendon, though. That. That was the one thing that came out of that game was uh, even though it was a big game for Carlton, mm-hmm. it was bigger for the Bombers. And you got that sense yeah. during the game. It was like... We have to win. Yeah, we cannot lose to this bunch of fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. And they did just that. And they, they went to shit. There were people... Some dude burnt his uh, jumper. He did. On the concourse. That was awesome. Southern yeah. stand at the MCG. So there was a tweet. Maybe we can kind of uh, retweet it from our uh, account. Yes. But the guy set a little bonfire. Yeah, and so he's he, burnt the jumper, and mm. then he's put the membership card on top oh, of it. Oh, did he? I couldn't, I couldn't quite work, work it out, because he kind of put his hands down to kind of warm his hands like an open, open fire. Well, it was chilly. Yeah, it was very cold, yeah. yeah. And so, okay, so he put the jumper down, and yep. then he chucked the card in as well. Yeah, he's tried to get the membership. He's getting like okay. a, it was like a, a, a bonfire. It was like the book burnings in the 1940s. And then at the very end, at the very end, you would have family members there, Adam. Mm. At the very end, <laughs> um, there was an Essendon fan who came along, and he kicked the fire. Yeah. Pretty much directly at another bloke. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> like fucking... He kicked a flaming jumper. Yeah. And we had this conversation last week, wasn't it, whether a football jumper would go up? Yes, yes. Yeah. And so yeah, it was West Coast Frio. Basically kicked it towards another bloke. Yeah. It was almost like onto his chest. And then it seemed to kind of disappear <laughs> or maybe, oh, heck, maybe it went over the top. And yeah. Someone got hit by fire from above. And then, so these were clearly Essendon supporters that had left early as well, because there wasn't a lot of people on the concourse, and it was only Essendon people. No Carlton people were wandering around at that yep, stage. Yeah. And so it was another Essendon supporter going, "Hey, fuck, cut that out. We stick together. Yeah, yeah. Us team. Yeah, you know, yeah. We're fucking. We're the bombers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then then the cops came in very late. But yeah, that's what I felt bad. For. I felt bad for the policewoman there who was yeah. like, oh, "I've got to deal with this shit. Yeah. I've got to deal with fucking deal with burning fucking jumpers. Goose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God." But even okay, so and uh, and Matthew Lloyd has since apologised for setting fire to that jumper. No, it's not on Lloyd. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking lost his mind. He has gone fucking hard. Though. He's gone very hard. He said, "I need a full review." Full review. You know where it's going. You know <laughs> yeah. who's getting reviewed. It's going to be from the top. Yeah, absolutely, all the way from the top, all the way down. Yeah, mm-hmm. to uh, the boot stutter. He said, "The boot stutter." He, he wants a review that. from the top to the bottom to the boot stutter. You know what? You know what would rattle a team? Because they always talk the talk with the boot stutter. Uh-huh. Don't get rid of Woosher. Don't worry about the assistants. Get rid of, get rid of the boot Fuck him off. He, I'm assuming his name would be like Ken or Keith yeah, or Yeah, he'd be Lance. Ken for sure, yeah. He'd be 87. He'd yeah. been around the club for, you know, since the war. They call yeah. him in. Mm. Kenny, on his day off. Uh-huh. He fucking gets in the Toyota Corolla, mm-hmm. right? He comes down to... He, go, he drives up to Tullamarine. He fucking doesn't go. He doesn't like getting on the freeway, but he does it because it's a big day. Okay. They go, come in. Uh, I go, uh, what do you he think? He detours. He puts some flowers on his wife's grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he, he didn't spend yesterday. It's their kid, anniversary. Yeah, his kids came over on the, on Mother's Day. They just sat around and reminisced about it. Yeah, it's a lot of tears. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in. Sit down, Ken. How did you think we went against uh, Carlton, Kenny? 
Do you think the boots were clean enough, mate? Yeah. We, Laces um, were tied up? And he's like, is this, is this a full review? And I go, you fucking got that right, Kenny. He goes, all right, that's all right. I've survived a few. I mean, Sheeds went, Matty Knights went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, even after the yeah, whole Yeah, there's Tudnam, yeah. you know, everyone. I've, su- I've survived them all. Yeah. I'll get through this. He, goes, <laughs> he puts his hands behind his head. He goes, I'll be here till I'm 94 or death comes to get me. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and they go, Kenny, mate, pack your bags. You're out the door, mate. Yep. He goes, what, the bags that I pack? Yeah, mate, you pack your own. <laughs> And then they fuck him off and they start again. And you know what I reckon they do? They get a level four boot starter. Yeah, Someone who's okay. done the course. Yeah. You don't want some... Too many unqualified boot starters coming through the game these days. Exactly. Yeah. Too many assistant boot starters. Yeah, they go from being a boot starter at like an amateur club or something like that yeah. and then step into the AFL. When we've always said, Mm-mm. you need to be a boot starter in your own right. In your own right. And if, if he's not, if, he, if he's been a boot starting assistant his whole fucking career, he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> So I think uh, I think Essen will be on a better path if they start afresh in uh-huh. the boot studying department. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I do love the turn of phrase though. I do. I mean, and like the idea that as if like changing the boot stutter would do anything to Essen's fortunes. Well, I didn't see a lot of slippage yesterday, mm. but the you know the kicks that didn't hit targets. How, can you put that down to? Poor boot studying. Absolutely. Like if your left foot is not gripping enough at the MCG, if you've got the long stops on or it's gripping too much, Mm -hmm. so you go to plant, bang. It's a very hard ground, let's remember that. Yeah, it's putting a load on your hamstrings, maybe when you're turning. Little things like that, the biomechanics Mm -hmm. that we don't appreciate, the boot studders clearly have spent their years perfecting. And if someone doesn't quite get that right, then it's time to to move them on. I'm just typing in uh, Essendon boot stutter into uh, the Google machine. It will probably just come up with Matthew Lloyd's article today. Yeah, it pretty much has. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the other thing. If you're going to say down to the bootstutter, we know who everyone else in the in the business is. Mm. Let's name it. Let's name and shame that motherfucker. So people, so if you're at the airport west shopping centre, okay, you're wandering around and you see Kenny, and you're a Bombers fan. You're down Puckle Street. You see him walking in there. He's going into Sims to get a new pair of fucking <laughs> Brooks shoes to get around. They're comfortable. He doesn't. He doesn't run, but he just walks around. He wants his free uh, Sims T-shirt that you get when you buy the buy the shoes there. And someone sees him heading up the stairs to go get a pair of shoes, and they they don't. They're walking down, and they just they don't give him a path. They block. Uh, they block his path upstairs and go, "Hey, can he fucking walk, turn around, mate? Turn around, walk back down those stairs, head out Puckle Street, and." Off. You're not welcome here, mate. Yeah. I do love the idea that he is most likely called Kent. <laughs> I do love that idea. Hey, there's no doubt. You're fucking gone, Kent. Yeah. Hasn't been a good gone, week mate. for Essendon, though. They were, they were supposed to be celebrating their 25th anniversary of the 93 Dude, flag. Dude, the 93 flag, no one showed up. No one. I think it was 13 people out of the 21 showed up, or the 20 would have been 21 then. Uh, I reckon it was 21, yeah. No one showed up, so Hurdy didn't show up, obviously. He was in China and considered it. Did he? He was in China, maybe on chocolate business. We're not really sure. You can't, yeah. He wouldn't have honestly considered it, though, because when you're in the midst of chocolate business, mm. nothing else matters. Nothing really can... T- nah. No time for other things. Well, exactly. Probably it would have popped up on his phone. Oh, fuck, premiership reunion. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 no, I've got chocolate business. Yeah, I've got chocolate. Yeah. I'm like Willy Wonka over here. <laughs> I've got my little hat on. I've got my cane. He's there kind of shifting his hand through cacao beans and yeah. stuff like that. Just going... Smelling, not, tasting. Not quite right. Not quite right. Yeah. yeah kind of, you know, next package. Yeah. Is this one good for, like... Uh, uh, rum and raisin or Yeah, yeah, fruit this, and nut Yeah, fruit know? and nut yeah, fruit, this is shit nut. fruit and nut Look, we're developing um, a, a snack Would <laughs> <laughs> this go well with pineapple? Yeah, yeah, exactly So it's those kind of things He can't be distracted by a premiership reunion Yeah, so he didn't show up um, Bomber obviously didn't show up Why? What's Bomber's? I would have thought he actually Of all the people He would have had a bit of free time Actually If you think about it Yeah And, you know Can't leave the country <laughs> 
<laughs> is he allowed at AFL venues? He's not banned by the AFL for anything, is he? No, not that I know. So he, no. can, he can go along because it was at the, uh, the the long room or one of the rooms at the MCG. So he's he's more than welcome. I got you. So it wasn't even a crown or anything like that. And you know no. what? It's a party, mm-hmm. right? And uh, <laughs> nothing can kickstart a party. Like. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's all I'm saying. You, you, and because, uh, yeah, we all know what I'm saying here. Yeah, you were selling tickets everywhere. Now uh, there was uh, Hurdy didn't go. Dean Wallace didn't go. Now uh, is what he did so bad that he can't show his face at the club again? So is this the gambling? I presume so. Was there any other reason why he might have a bit of a yeah. ruffle feather with um, Essendon? I don't remember, but I think didn't he get? Didn't he get moved on by the club and he wasn't uh, appreciative of that? I don't know if it was for the gambling. For those who don't remember, uh, he got he got busted and it was a it was like CSI. It was it how they how they found out. Oh, it was unbelievable. So he he um, he put bets. 2011. It was 2011. Okay, he put bets on the bombers and see anyone who's listening. See if you can work out how he got busted. Okay, so he <laughs> he laid a bet on the Essendon Football Club. <laughs> And he did it at a TAB, and you just go, all right, well, he's, he's fucking unlucky that they had CCTV. Absolutely, recognised him, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe he wasn't wearing a hat, you know. Yeah, probably. Unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. he may have been in full <laughs> Essendon uh, tracksuit. Club gear. Club gear, yeah, because Official he was an assistant gear. coach at the time. <laughs> I mean, the fucking chances of getting busted. He's, he's the unluckiest bloke in Australia. You know, why aren't they out catching real criminals? Suspended for 14 games, fined seven and a half grand for betting on league matches uh, in violation of anti-gambling rules. 14 and a half, 14 games? 14 games. And That's so, a lot, isn't it? So then, in, that was 2011. Yep. And so 2015, he then took on the role of senior coach at Essendon, but you know, Essendon Duta Stars. Duta Stars, yeah, that's in the ADFL. Yeah. Uh, but can I just say that uh, seven and a half grand, that's, um, that's first goal kicker. Like, huh. If that comes in, he's like, oh, yeah, mate, yeah, do you want it in cash? They're like, uh, I don't think we can accept that, Dean. Just take that and fold it, yeah. <laughs> so did he get moved along and wasn't too happy about that? Did he get moved along maybe during the um, during the drug saga? I don't remember him being a part of that team. But Never I really got mentioned, yeah. No, if he did, he certainly wasn't in the in the big the big four or five. Yeah, gotcha, okay. And then uh, Sean Denham, they couldn't get hold of. Oh, really? Yeah. They were saying uh, Michael Michael Long didn't go because he was, he was overcoming... Fair enough. Analysis. We can handle yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Wanganine had previous commitments. And Sean Denham, they just couldn't get hold of. So That's I'm not weird. quite sure couldn't why... Couldn't get hold of? Well, they just, maybe they just never heard back. Like, they sent a text. Didn't get the RSVP. Yeah, and they said, sorry, it said red, you know, uh, 1642. So at 442, he's looked at it, he's gone, I'm not going anywhere. That's really strange. Can't get hold of him. Yeah. Um, they talked about Ola Renshaw flew in from Bali for it. Good on him. Yeah. A, a lot of them were saying, mate, you, Ricky, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't waste a flight. Like, it's up to you. You got a lot on, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, that's one of my favourite games, though, is to see a premiership reunion and try to pick who they are. Oh, okay. Yeah, so sell the photo. And I did notice, actually, when I saw the photos the other night, that I thought, that looks a bit light on. But I didn't realise it was this many people. Yeah. Well, uh, did you recognise? Um, and I can't remember that these guys. Uh, is it Peter Somerville? Was that one of the? Is Peter uh, yeah. The did he name? play ninety three? Yeah. Did he really? Well, I think it's Kevin Sheedy here saying who he wants to come back. And uh, and Grenvold. What was Grenvold's name? Is it Mark Grenvold? David. Is that right? Yes. That maybe. Did Somerville play in ninety three? Isn't that interesting? I would have thought yeah. he played in ninety, but then I don't think he didn't think he would have made it up for ninety three. Oh no, he played through to ninety nine. So fair enough. And he was one of the reasons why Salmon moved on. Oh, uh, another because big he man. was like first ruckman. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Seven could go and get a go on the ruck, but Seven did show up. Um, Fletch was there. Um, Grenvold, Chris Danaher, Mark McCurry. 
So a few are there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, the baby bombers are definitely going to go there. How exciting to win a game and you, you know, win a flag in your first or second year. Of course, oh. you're going to get everything. I'm just looking at a photo now. Yeah, like look at a young Hurdy. My God. It's like three years old. Yeah. Fuck, Fletcher's in year 12. That's unbelievable. That's fucked. That's so unbelievable. Yeah, I hate that. But you know what uh, came out of yesterday's, uh, well, games, you know what I loved about yesterday? I think because of Mother's Day on the Sunday, we're obviously recording this on the Sunday evening, is that they didn't expect a lot of people to go to the games on a Sunday. So there are only two today. Yeah. they loaded up with six. Well, it must have been seven yesterday. Six. Six, yep. yeah, six games. One on Friday night, yeah. How, much, how exciting is that? A lot of football. A lot of football in one day. Took us back, didn't it, Adam? It did. Took us back to Around the grounds actually worked. Around the grounds and like uh, on the scoreboard, you have like A versus B and they yeah. put the scores on. Okay, so let's explain that to anyone who wouldn't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> so... Uh, all games are played at 2.10 on a Saturday afternoon. And on the scoreboard, which is a, a mechanical one, an old school analog mm. scoreboard, if you will, mm. you'd look in the footy record and say it was uh, Carlton versus Essendon. And so Carlton would be, say, A, and Essendon would be B. And then up they'd have the scores like A is six goals three. 58, yeah. Yeah, and B is, you know, four goals two or mm. whatever. And so you'd have to look through the record and you'd start to see the scores. You match it up and then you could work out the ladder by the end of the day. You could do your own. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember just going to Princess Park with my brother. We'd like just kick the ball until it got dark, and a guy in a blue coat would say, Get off the, get off the ground, kids. <laughs> like, and then we'd head that. home, like, you know, seven o'clock or so. And pre mobiles, all that kind of stuff, you know. Do you reckon around that time there was less kicking of the balls outside the game? Because when I left the MCG yesterday to walk to Jollymont Station, everyone's having a kick in, you know, Yarra Park around the ground. Uh, yeah. Yeah, back in the old day, you do it on the ground. You do it on the ground, yeah. I don't remember a great deal of times when I would leave the ground at halftime to go on a kick like I would with my nephew nowadays. But okay, yeah, I definitely would take a ball and have a kick after the game. Yeah. Was it a thing though to leave the ground then because people do it now to go for a, for a bit of a dart? Tricky mate. Yeah, you go out for for a does. Mm. But back oh, actually, in the day, good point. You didn't have to, did you? you no. Just have it have it in the in your seat. Yeah, yeah. Fucking oath, you did. Have it in the coach's box. Whatever you want to dart, <laughs> you get on it. But the reason I was saying uh, the, the six games was exciting yesterday, but um, a spate of umpire touching over the last few weeks. Obviously. It's a game in crisis, Adam. It it's is, a game in it? crisis. I don't know what the umpires have done to bring this on, yeah. but they've done something. They haven't needed it. So Ed Kerno yesterday, uh, I wouldn't say pushed, but had his hand on the chest of an umpire. Yeah, it was and a gentle like, touch on the stomach. Yeah, it looked like he was moving away. It was like a, it was like a, uh, a partner kind of uh, posing for a photo uh, with a pregnant pregnant partner oh yeah okay, a little bit yeah. of caressing of the stomach yeah he got behind her mm. and had his hands over the umpire's yeah. breast and the, and the stomach was popping forward for a photo yeah, yeah yeah like Demi Moore it was adorable yes so I reckon uh, I think Ed Kerno's in a bit of trouble I think Ed Kerno's expecting yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Kerno is in, I reckon he'll get a week for that yeah sure Steve May so he kind of put his head down like a bullfighter and did a bit of a play acting about trying to describe what it, what had just happened and almost seemed to bump into the umpire by accident well I wouldn't say it was by accident. He was using the umpire as the opponent to show the umpire what was happening, mm-hmm. but he pushed his head against the umpire's chest. Yeah. And everyone knows you'd never head the chest of an umpire. That, that chest is sacrosanct on an umpire. I reckon a week for them too? It's really weird. Obviously because of the Tom Hawkins has set the precedent. Yep. The man's an animal and he tried to you know, break the wrist of Absolute of blow dog. Ed Kernow and Stephen Mays were nowhere near as violent. Yeah, gotcha. Not, not the anger. Yes, yeah. so I would almost say that they had, pre-Tom Hawkins would have gone, you get a $5,000 fine or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now, it's a bloody precedent, Michael. And you know the AFL, they are rigid on precedent. If there's one thing they love, precedent. <laughs> For example, the new rule they brought up this week that yeah. you need to take the height and weight of your opponent into account. Yeah, I mean, that's existed for forever. <laughs> that's been in the law book since day one. That was the one when thing Tom I... Wills kicked around the ball, 
yeah. <laughs> on the first game. Yeah. He was like, guys, before we start, yeah. whatever you do, when you tackle someone, take into account. I mean, you'll be able to kick their shins and stuff. Bring them <laughs> we'll bring those rules in, in a yeah, few yeah. years. But taking their height and weight. Well, it was count. interesting yesterday when the, uh, they were going for the uh, ball up around the ground and, you know, the, um, the Ruckman nominate. And then the umpire would say, Cruz, how much do you weigh? <laughs> yeah. Tom Bell Chambers, how much do you weigh? And then he would co- and he would go, you can tackle each other, you two. Yeah, and they don't believe each other, so they go to bring out the scales. It slows the game right it, it's down. It's really slow. But it's safer. <laughs> there was no concussions out of yesterday's game. So I think, going forward... It's changed. It's the way it's to do it. It's a better it. game. Do you find it funny, though, every week? Like, even... We'll get on to the, the Hawthorne game on Friday night by the fact that Luke Parker did them up on Impey, which... When you saw it... Did you think he was in trouble? Uh, I thought he was in trouble just by the fact that these knocks seemed to get people in trouble, but I didn't think it was anything bad. Yes. You know, like a, a bump like that will sometimes get people suspended, but I didn't go, he did that on purpose, or no no one would try to, you know, run into someone's neck like that. Yeah, with their hip. Yeah. But also, like, because I saw it and I thought he'll get off because the ball uh, went through his hands. He had eyes, bloody eyes for the ball, mate. Mm-hmm. And if you've got eyes for the ball, then you can't do anything wrong. No but one's it, ever done anything wrong when they've got eyes for the ball. And then the 24 hours afterwards, though, when people were talking about, mate, he might be suspended. Mm. And the outrage that this might happen. Yeah, yeah. And then it didn't happen. Well, it's gonna, it could have So the, the game, game was in crisis from about, I don't know, 9.30 on a Friday night yeah. through to about, I don't know, 5 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. The game was finished. Done. Well, over. And then what? he didn't get suspended. It's like, oh, it's okay, guys. I didn't sing the Carlton theme song yesterday just because I thought, what if Luke Parker... Because the game is over. I would have thought you should sing it by the fact that it could be the final time oh, yeah, Carlton, get to Carlton sing it, yeah, plays. Because I'd probably never go to a game. <laughs> yeah. um, you know what was really good fun, though? Really nice after uh, Luke Parker did hit Impy. And that, that was a horrible incident. But just to see, just to see James Sicily come over <laughs> and handle the situation really well. He's just... Because he's the bloke you want around in that kind of situation, right? So if he didn't get to see it, Sicily came over. So Luke Parker, he felt bad. He'd been reported on the spot. Mm. He went up to Impey afterwards and said, sorry, mate, didn't yeah, mean yeah. that kind of thing. And then James Sicily comes over and pats him on the chest and then gives him a wave as though, hey, dickhead, you're going to be suspended. Did you get that impression? I got oh, the impression. I fucking hope I got that impression. Oh, okay, well, maybe I wasn't watching it close enough. And junk time is, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. I got the impression that it was like a bit of a, you did nothing wrong, mate. You're okay. <laughs> no, I don't think James Sisley is capable of that. And you know what was really good, though? I do enjoy the narrative that you hate him. It's you know fantastic. what is really... I hope, I hope he keeps going. I you hope he keeps on stomping on people. Really fucking good, Kneeing people in the head. Is it the contest after that mm-hmm. that really cost you the game? Mm-hmm. James Sisley, he didn't go hard enough. He, didn't, he, was, yeah. uh, he was waiting for the ball to spill away from, uh, from Gary Rowan. And even Brendan Whitecross gave him a bit of a spray. So it was really nice yeah. that he was the one that caused <laughs> you guys to fucking lose. And then, just to put the icing on the cake... He complained to the umpires after the he game. He did after the game. He was yeah, whinging, no, that's whining. Yeah. Everyone loves. Everyone loves a whinger. That's you, not a great look. You've yeah. gotten stuck into the players yeah. and the opposition. You go, oh, you fucking idiots. You're going to get a week. Oh, we lost. I'm going to fucking have a go at the umpires. People are talking about him being all Australian this year, man. Oh, he's a very good player. Mm. But he's a complete and utter cockhead. Yeah, but he's our cockhead. How do you... Yeah, do you... When you see him, do you just go, don't do that? Oh, I think I think the idea of... If you're going to do stuff that get, gets weeks... Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But what about in game? And the, like the low high five the With other Joe day. Danaher. It's like, eh, you're, you're a bit of a dick doing that shit. Yeah. 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 It was like Mitchell's um, injecting thing a few years ago. Oh, yeah. That little mom he did. Yeah, but yeah. he felt bad because he thought, what if his kids saw it? And mm. so maybe James Sisley, 
if he hasn't got kids, the club should adopt a couple for him. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a role model. Yes. Yeah, okay. And so it pulls him in the line. If yeah. he got six kids... So you got to send him home to his kids every night. Yeah. Just to come teach him a lesson. Yeah, yeah. Say, Dad, what did you do today? Yeah. Well, I went by and I, I kind of pulled out my hand for a low five with yeah. Joe Danaher and... And he didn't didn't do it, and so I slapped my own hand. And <laughs> that's pretty fucking pathetic, Dad. <laughs> I hate you, Dad. I wish my real parents didn't die in a fire. <laughs> so, but uh, you know what the good thing is? Uh, your team just handled the loss really well. Well, Clark always said the uh, umpires. No, Swans got away with blue murder, bloody blue, blue murder. Blue if you remember, Martin murder. Malloy. They were. Uh, Checking or blocking the run yeah, rough. Of, of your forwards. Yeah, I didn't notice a great deal, I must say. Maybe I watched the game in a, in a, in a daze. I don't really kind of, I didn't notice anything too out, uh, outwardly wrong. Well, you know where Clark has seen all this. He's seen it from behind the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so I was genuinely curious. Then. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, fucking hell, man. I'm talking about behind the goal. It's yeah. like that Carlisle Hogan thing. That was entirely came from behind the goals footage. That came from on the goals vision. Well, the, it was the vision on the post, wasn't it? Oh, I'm not totally sure, but it was at least it had the behind the goals kind of feel to them. Yes. Yeah, and so everyone thought, oh, what a diver, what a diver. Yeah. Oh, we got hit in the throat. Mate, <laughs> behind the goals doesn't lie. <laughs> they fucking worked a treat. So Clarko was uh, fucking whinged. The man who was in charge of unsociable football oh, yeah. for a team that acted like a pack of cunts. They got away a bloody blue murder, mate. For like six years during their, their oh, premiership how winning good spree. Was it? How good was it? spree it was. <laughs> And now he's coming out and have a little bit of a fucking wine. Yeah, and then he got a bit philosophical, didn't he? Thought, talking about maybe moving on. Yeah. Thinking about maybe maybe there might be somebody else out there who can look after these players. Tell you what, he really uh, he really has his ups and downs, doesn't he? I mean, you lost by eight, eight points. Yeah, yeah. Points. I mean, my question was, are you okay, Clarko? <laughs> <laughs> he's really taking this loss to heart. He's yeah, going, yeah. I don't know if I, can, if I can be the man to inspire these guys going forward. Because hmm. he's contracted till the end of End next of 19, year. yeah. So there's a bit of chatter this week. Jeff came out, I think, and made a very rare media uh, appearance. Hang on. Yeah, Jeffrey Kennett. Kennett. Jeffrey Kennett came out and talked to the press. I know, it's hard to believe. Yeah. And he said that they, they weren't looking to extend the contract quite yet. Uh, and so, yeah, you've got like a year and a half left and see where we go from there. Would you say I mean, that... I, obviously, I reckon, get rid of him now. <laughs> <laughs> never been any good. Never will be any good. Do you think um, it's up to the club to decide whether or not he goes on? Like, I reckon if Clarko wants to go on... That is a very good question, Adam Rosenbach. It's a question without notice, but it's a very good I question. Apologize. That's a very, very, very good question. So, what would it have to do for Clarko to get the boot as such? Would have to finish 17th two years in a row? Would that even do it? No, I, I would say if you missed the finals this year from mm. the position you're in, I reckon that would uh, not sit well with him, uh, not too well with the club this year. And if you guys started off pretty wonky next year, mm-hmm. I reckon he could be in trouble. Just because, what would that be? That'd be 15 years. When did he take over? 04? Uh, end of 04, yeah. Yeah. So that'd be 14 years mm. as of like the start of next season. Mm. But imagine uh, he's it's a long time though, isn't it? Though, oh fuck yeah! I mean, I mean, you think about what what is the end point, and then does he go on to another team? Even you know who would be nervous? Not not that it's a big deal, but well, anyone out of contract next year. But say say Brendan Bolton's not having a great year next year. Oh yeah, sure. Clarko's a bit shaky at Hawthorne. Everyone's going to be throwing the fucking world. At yeah, Clarko yeah, backing up the truck to their war chest. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a bloody war chest. But uh, is he the kind of guy who would want to go to another club? Do you kind of do it for fifteen odd years and be like? Fuck, it's really hard to <laughs> do it in another club. It's well, really hard. I, I know what you're saying, but you know what he is? He's a statesman of the game. Mm-hmm. And and people love to listen to what Clarko's got to say. Oh, I think I think every team would uh, go bananas to try and get Clarko to their club. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I actually reckon he would like to go back to teaching. 
I reckon he wants <laughs> okay, to go back to being a PE teacher at Wesley. <laughs> I reckon that's his, that's his plan. Yeah, right. So this is just an interlude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he gets back there, he won't even... Okay. Bit of a, like the footy thing's a bit like a gap year, really. Yeah. It's get back, getting back to the teaching. Well, it's weird. Like when you introduce him and you say, oh, he's a Hawthorne Premiership coach. He goes, no, no, no. Um, Wesley PE teacher. <laughs> yeah, VC teacher. Uh. <laughs> yeah, stop bringing that up. Stop bringing the Hawthorne shit up. I'm just, I'm still on. Do you reckon he's still getting long service? I reckon. I reckon he would have worked up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, so tell me uh, the showdown. Did you watch the showdown? I saw the last 10 minutes of the showdown. Absolute cracker. It was a fucking unbelievable and game. And I think it was Jared Healy maybe doing the commentating, but I really love the uh, the raw emotion at the end mm. when Motlop put that goal through. Just mm. one of the, I think it was Jared just goes, oh! But that kind of stuff. The crowd would have been mental, wouldn't it? Well, that was insane. So I was doing a gig that uh, you were doing last night. So I saw the three goals that Adelaide kicked to get themselves in front. So it was, yep. was it Eddie Betts, uh, Walker and McGovern. McGovern, yep. Kick three goals. This is after the fantastic comeback by Port Adelaide. And so I ran to my car because I wanted, because it was 40 seconds left when he kicked that last goal, McGovern. Mm-hmm. And so I ran to the car. I'd be like, oh, I want to hear how this is going to play out. Yep. And then I heard I heard the Motlop goal. Yeah, it was and incredible. that was a beauty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, dude, he got around the, um, got there around the Adelaide players, but there were about four or five around him when yeah. he put it through. Had to thread the needle, mate. Yeah, no, he's, very, he's a very good needle threader. Oh, imagine Hindley Street last night. Would have been awesome. Yeah. And oh. then Port would have gone off. <laughs> Port would have won. It was um, it was a a, a great win. I mean, sh- we all talk about showdowns. They they bring out the best, don't showdown they? Showdown forty four, I think. Let's stop counting them. I think it was forty four. Yeah. Does that include finals? Because they've played each other in the final. Have they? I imagine they have. Surely they have. That's a really good question. Okay. Quick Google. Yeah, because I, I definitely around 2004 when they won the flag that was the um neil craig era and mm. they were flying because remember adelaide were always a very good team during the season would fall apart they fell apart in 06 i think when west coast won it they might have been top of the ladder i think you're right yeah so they were doing very kind of well how around far, that era how far um adelaide that year yeah um show down a quick little scoop around for finals uh let's just say they have okay <laughs> okay but when did they come in? 97? 97 was Port. Yeah, 91 was Adelaide. So that's 21 years, mm. which is twenty, which is 42 games if you double it. So, yeah, that sounds like perhaps there was a showdown. Do they call it a showdown? Are they allowed to call it a showdown if it's a final? I think technically it wouldn't be a showdown, yeah. It's just so a I final. Think it's disappointing. Kind of, we've kind of talked in circles, I think. Yeah. Oh, but also, you know what showdowns do? It doesn't matter where you are on the ladder. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the big thing, isn't it? It doesn't yeah. matter whether it could be 1st or 18th. It doesn't matter. Hey, uh, did you see Kenny Hinkley doing the uh, the hand signals at the end? Yeah. The 0 and 5. Yeah, he wasn't, because they'd lost their last five to Adelaide. Yeah, they must have. He kept on talking about 0 and 5, 0 and 5, 0 and 5. I'm like, well, they've been 44, mate. So, like, you're probably pretty much square in the ledger. So, don't get, don't get too Perhaps worried. It, is, it, is it in his time? No, he would have won them. He would have won a couple. He's been there a few years now. He's been yeah. there for like eight or He's ten. Been there since uh, 2014, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for he's sure. been there as long as junk time's been on air. Actually. Oh, there we go. I wow, think we came wow, up. Wow, that's a, lovely. Wow, a bit of synergy with yeah. Kenny. Hopefully, we can outlast Ken Hinckley. So he was in the box putting up a zero with one hand yeah. with his right hand, and then a five with his other hand, yes. which I thought worked out quite well for the TV camera because it was an O and a five. Yeah. Where really, if you did it like for his own fun. He'd oh. do the left hand with a zero yeah, and a five, right. but, that, but he's like showing the, the world. Crowd. Yeah, for the crowd. He's done it for the crowd. And then he's done the old switcheroo, and he's gone one and zero. Oh, did he do that? I followed that. Oh, oh I didn't oh, say that yeah, bit. he's not a fucking idiot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, otherwise he'd look like a dill. Oh, hand signals from Kenny Hinckley. Yeah, he's, and you know what I love, though? He, he would have thought about that. So he's driving on the ground, and he goes, fuck, if we get up. Well, it does sound a bit like it's premeditated. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of weird to kind of 
Owen Five. Like you might you might say that, and he did say it. You know, on on the vision. Yep. But to do the hand signals is a bit weird. Yeah, no, it's definitely premeditated, and I think it just um, it's pretty it's pretty Ken Hinckley. Do you think he was trying to get into Adelaide Shoebox? Well, probably for the next one, because they all the all the uh, be power players run out, just running out, doing a one and zip, walking around going one and oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got one, they've one in a row. That that just. That'll get in Adelaide's kitchen. Do we have a bit of a, a, a dynasty now with them with what Adelaide's <laughs> showdowns? It's a, it's a fair point you raise. They are flying, and uh, and Adelaide uh, are, are in a bit of trouble. They had they had some issues with injuries yesterday with Sam Jacobs and uh, Taylor Walker, but they weren't hamstring related. But they've got uh, a lot of hamstring issues at the Crows, and they're going to have to change. Um, well, they've axed aspects of their new muscle strengthening program. Really. After a, after a shitload of uh, hamstring injuries. And the Giants have taken on board a bit about their injuries as well. Yeah, because the Giants have been absolutely devastated. I mean, mm. a couple of the Giants ones, you go, what do you do? Like Tom Scully, you mm. go, that's not good. But I think the one that we're really, really worried about at the, at the Giants is um, Josh Kelly. So yep. He's got like OP, the dreaded oh, no way. osteitis pubis. Yeah, yeah. And they're looking at the way that they're uh, loading up the hamstrings and the players aren't responding to it. It does. It does make sense. Like the way you kind of do the programs or whatever, like, uh, you know, you put too much weight on top and then it can affect the bottom half of your body. Yeah, I, I believe... Um, I always find that. Like, I that's why I don't want to get too big. No, no, no. Yeah, you're, I don't get it too big. You're a good bulk. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a utility, I reckon. You can... Because you, you do... Um, I've seen you on the Telstra tracker. Mm-hmm. You get out to 14, 15 kilometres a game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I think they did that to... Um, Mark Rusciuto, I'd heard a story that when he was in his younger days that they made him bulk up massively mm-hmm. and it slowed him right down and he was useless because his pace was, you know, what what kind of made him as good as he was. And then they said, I'll lose that weight. Yeah, gotcha. fucked you up. Gotcha. And that happened to Essendon a few years ago before the... Uh, the uh, saga. The, yeah, the substance yeah. saga. They came back after a preseason massive. Uh-huh. And all the players had huge thighs and stuff, and all the other clubs were like, geez, they got big really quick. Yeah. And then second half of the year, hamstrings blown out. Oh, fell apart, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they got too big too quick. And it's you, all the you talk can never get too big too quick. The Eagles back in the early 90s when they won their flags and the like. Yep. And they got really massive really mm-hmm. quickly. And no one knows how. The they Eagles? They get really massive really quickly. Nah, that's just good science. No one has any, any knowledge of how they got that big that no, quick. Just, just, I mean... Mick Malthouse is just bloody... You know what? He loves his fitness people. Hey, Brad Hill. Got in a bit of trouble, Adam. Oh, who hasn't been in trouble? Hawthorne legend Brad Hill got in a bit of trouble for a Scarborough nightclub incident. Mm. So I'm trying to get this right. So he tried to get into a nightclub and they said, no, you're not coming yeah, in. How did he try and get into the nightclub? He tried to jump a fence or something? Yeah, and that's why they rejected him. Okay. So he's had a couple of, he's had a couple of froths. A couple of froths. Who doesn't love a froth when you're injured? Having a froth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know... You know when you're injured, a lot of times you're uh, you're tense and you make injury worse because yeah, you're, you're thinking about it. You're worried. You're yeah. worried. So you know what takes the edge off that? A couple of froths. You relax. You're like, oh, I feel I can do anything. I could I could run 100 meters in you know in 10 or 11 seconds. I just realised I typed uh, Brad Hill into uh, Google News, and Brad Hill is also the Kansas State baseball coach, and he has stepped down after this season uh, as the school's winningest coach. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks okay. for that little uh, so, sidestep, mate. I'll just type Brad Hill Fremantle into Google News. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, he tried to he tried to jump a fence. The uh, the the club in question have, have not taken that kindly. No. And no. they've said, mate, you can't come in. And then he's been issued with a move-on notice. A move-on notice by, by the, the cops. cops. 
Now, we were talking about this earlier. What mm. is the move on notice? Well, they've gone, all right, mate. So, is that them giving me a ticket saying move on? Or is that them just saying move on? Like, that's, that's, that's what it's called, a move on notice. Oh, no. no I'm, I'm assuming it's um, you didn't move on. They've asked you once. Yeah. They've gone, hey, a, a Hilly. Hilly. Well, no, big, big actually, fan. actually not Hilly. Because he um, gave a fake name. Gave a fake name. So they're going, uh, Eduardo Sanchez, <laughs> can you please move on? And he's like, oh, no, si, senor, no, I can't. And so uh, th- they've asked him to. He hasn't. And that's when you get the move on notice. That's so, my assumption. So is that a ticket, though? Like, is that like oh, yeah. a cop writing down oh, on a note of paper saying, I said to Eduardo, please move yeah. on. Eduardo yeah. refused to move on. Therefore, I give you a ticket. Give you a ticket. Now move on. Yeah. And, and you go, well, gone. I've already got a move on ticket. I haven't moved. So what are you going to do? Give me another move on ticket. No, I can't do that. Well, then I'm it not going to move up. on. Like when you got done for drinking on the train. And the guy was like, um, yeah, I, put, I, it, put I got, it away. Yeah, and you're I like, well, I can drinking. I get fined again? And you're like, no. And I'm like, well, I'm going to keep drinking. I'm going to keep drinking, yes. Um, so what, what probably brought uh, Brad Hill undone was, so he's been issued a move on notice, mm-hmm. as Eduardo, Eduardo Sanchez, did I say? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> someone's come past and gone, oh, Brad Hill, the, uh, the best and fairest from Fremantle Man of last year. No I way. You. I can't believe it's you, Brad Hill, the Brad Hills, brother of Stephen Hill. And they've gone, Eduardo, something you want to say, tell us? He's going, oh, fuck. Don't tell him to move on. So he's in, uh, and that's probably the worst thing that's happened at Fremantle this year. Yeah, in the last, probably... <laughs> 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Rossi Lyon had a little bit of a press conference on Friday Friday afternoon. Did he? I actually didn't see that. Yes. Ah, because there now there's been another allegation. A bloke mm. has maybe called up the club and make a complaint. Yeah. Said they don't want to take it any further, but they're also talking maybe there's video of stuff. Of an incident. Yeah. And it's not... It's not the dreaded behind the goals vision, but they were at a function. That'd do it, wouldn't they? Yeah, I, I mean, mate, be gone. Gone. Be gone. gone. Yeah, and he would know that. So he came out and said that uh, I've been in football. You know what I love? This is this is what I love about Ross. He's come out and he's backed himself. He's going. I've been in football for twenty two years. So mm-hmm. obviously he's talking about as a coach. And he goes, I have a lot of integrity mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, pride in what I've done, and I have nothing. To hide. Apart from that six-figure payment we paid out to that other chick, but don't worry about that. She can't talk about it anymore. But apart from that... Thing I can't talk about. Yeah. Apart from that, Mm. this guy is squeaky clean. Has never done anything... Uh, Yeah, okay, you keep mentioning that last thing, but uh, it's been paid off. Uh, You know what? You know who ticked it off? AFL Integrity Unit. Well, I I think think it's beginning to turn that... uh, I'd hate to suggest... Adam, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know the word integrity. I know. I hate, to, I hate to sully the name of the AFL Integrity Unit, but I get the feeling that that investigation was a bit bullshit. I get the feeling, Adam. I just get the feeling. Mate, this is a unit. The whole premise of this unit is, is integrity. integrity. Oh, no, I don't think you get the concept. I know. It hurts me. <laughs> it hurts me to bring it up. But the more and more you kind of look into it, you get the feeling that it might be bullshit. Uh, yes, but, but hang on. Did did you know what they did when after they they investigated it? You know what they did? What did they do? They ticked it off. They ticked it off. And as soon as you get the tick, you get the tick from the AFL Integrity uh-huh. Unit. Then there's no more. No, you're right. To I even know. investigate. I know. I know. I feel like an idiot for, for saying it out loud. Uh, Rossi said the other I day. Think it's your, I know. You, I know you're hurt. I know you're hurt. Disregarding the tick. <laughs> they've ticked it off. I know. They've ticked it. They've ticked Fuck. it. I know. I know. This is it. This is probably the darkest day in time's history. <laughs> Rice has said, uh, it's incredibly challenging, Tom. As challenging as anything I've experienced in my life, clearly. 
Uh, there's been things on a personal front with my mother. Pa- oh, dude, don't palm it off on. Oh. His mother passed away. My mother passed away and sister and those sorts of things. Oh, well, don't, don't bring your mum into that, Ross. Now we feel sorry. No, but don't don't do. Uh, yeah. On a professional level with my family, it's been incredibly difficult and challenging. Yeah, it would do. It would do. You know, when and they also, found out about that. Also, I've got six figures in the hole, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking low dog. It's been tough, but uh, I tell you who's been tougher for uh, than Ross Lyons and Kilda. They are fucking. It's all over. Yeah, you were hoping they kind of have a bit of a lift this year, didn't you? Like, you were well, hoping I, something would happen. Everyone was kind of talking about them in the same, same breath. As mm-hmm. Melbourne, yeah, they, they both no, just missed point. out on the finals last year. Good point, Adam. Tick. Everyone tick to that. You're ticking enough. I'm ticking that because remember they they flogged Richmond in that game last year. I think it was like round 13. Absolutely smashed the Tigers at Eddie Head Stadium, and everyone said the Saints are coming. Mm. Nick Rewald and Lee Montagna uh, retired, and they've just fallen apart. Paddy McCartan's fucking concussed himself again. They have. They're, they're, merely, they're merely two points ahead of Carlton on the ladder. It's yeah. an absolute disgrace. No, they, they have, and they've won about the same amount of quarters, if not less, than Carlton. And yeah, true. That, that's what this game is about. It's winning quarters. Their highlights are a draw against the Giants, but fuck, the Giants are ninth. Who would have thought the Giants would be ninth round eight? The Giants? Outside of the eight. That is, that's incredible. That is a... Uh, that's a crisis. That's a crisis down at AFL House when you've got the Giants and the Suns. I mean, you know, did you know the Suns may play at home this season? They haven't yet. They played in Brisbane. They're getting closer. But, dude, I mean, I mean, heck, the, the motivation you're going to get, though, when you run out on Metricon after knowing that the greats of the world athletes have been on that ground. Well, the, I think the, you're contributing to that history. You mean the greats in the, in the empire? In the empire, in the empire, yeah, yeah. not not the greater of the world. Well, yeah, yeah, no, good point, good point. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, like imagine that. Take imagine, away imagine, all the independent countries. Imagine running out on Metricon no, for the first time for a football match after the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, if you know that you're in the same pocket that Borobi has stood, the Borobi, <laughs> the Commonwealth Games koala. If you if you're gracing the same, you, you would actually you're right. You'd feel privileged. Yeah, yeah. And at half time, you go. Here is down. a here is a place where a bloke in a koala outfit getting mm. fifteen bucks an hour yeah. has done a little dance for the crowd. Can, uh, how can that not inspire you? Well, I, I understand what you're saying. It would be inspiring, but also you would be well aware that you are never going to reach the heights of a dancing Barbie. Uh, good point. So good point. it's kind of it's a catch-22. Yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, but finally they'll come home. St Kilda, Paddy McCartan, I mean, fuck, what, is, what does he do? Well, I mean, what can you do? I mean, it's the head injury, man. Like, Yeah, I know, like, and we've, we've, we've given... And we know it's sacrosanct. That's been ticked off. Well... It is. You know what hasn't been is the internal helmet that we pitched last week. Yeah, good and, point. you know, we, we mentioned it to St Kilda this week and they just uh, gave us a resounding fuck off. We yeah, told sure. you to stop calling us. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, mate, we've got inside info. Yeah, I am a bit worried about that. Yeah, well, I mean, what can you do? I mean, how many, how many knocks do you have before you go, that's it? He's had seven. Fuck. He's had seven concussions. He's been in the game. This is his third or fourth season? Two. We'll go third. Yeah, I reckon three. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Seven. Mm. I mean, I suppose he could harden up, but I mean, that's another <laughs> that's another issue. <laughs> uh, so there were some other great games, just quickly. Yeah, North, sure. North really pushed uh, Richmond, and uh, I guess this is a testing time for North. Everyone thought they were doing really well. Yeah. Maybe they'll start their little slide down the ladder. They've got a couple of tough weeks ahead of them, but they've they've, they've shown themselves to be on the right path. And yeah, I think for sure. I mean, it would have been fun if they won. I don't mean that in disrespect to uh, Richmond or anything like that, but the idea that you know it just would have been nice fun upset and good for North too yes. if they won that and then Collingwood uh, kind of kicked quite poorly against Geelong and they had two injuries uh, I think 
They, I know they lost Darcy Moore very early, and then they lost Phillips, so yeah, they're gotcha. always in trouble. Um, pretty shiny ablet head, I noticed, throughout most of the match. Is that right? Yeah, he, he's just, going like a yesterday shave, this morning shave? Maybe, maybe this shave? morning. It's just, just kind of real shine. Yeah, okay. Nice glow to it today. Yeah. So do you think a little bit of talc on there, or should a bit of... Um... Uh, no, I think you'd have to kind of oil it up, and yeah. Oh, uh, no, I'm saying to take the shine off. Is it, or do you think, is it easier for players to spot him? Because it's at night. Oh, yeah, the glistening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you see, just a little sparkle out the corner of your eye. Yeah, he's free. Yeah, yeah, he comes the son of God. Um, Massive match next week with the Eagles taking on Richmond over there, over in Perth. That's going to be absolutely chock-a-block. That was a big win from the Eagles. They, they, you know, traditionally Mm. have not travelled very well to go to Canberra, the home of football, Mm -hmm. and beat the Giants on their their second home deck. Gee. It's a very good win. It's all falling apart for the Giants. Yeah, it it really is, and then and then we've got the country game of uh, Essendon and Geelong, so that's gonna be it's gonna be fucking massive. Uh, should we go over a few footballers in real life? Can we please? Can I kick it off? Yeah, once go for again, your life. I saw. I never see footballers in real life. Well, I, I saw BT. I saw commentator. Oh, BT. BT. So I was uh, driving home from the gym yesterday. I was driving in uh, Johnson Street in Collingwood uh-huh. at about uh, about twenty past eight a.m. Twenty past eight a.m. On a Saturday morning, I saw BT going for a stroll. So he would have called the Sydney Hawthorne game because I thought he lives in the country. I believe he does. Maybe he has a little kind of place in town or for a, they, a late night. Yeah, perhaps they put him up. Channel 7 put yeah. him up. He can yeah. do a bit of roaming Brian around his hotel. Yeah, g'day. G'day. G'day, for... g'day, g'day uh, lady who changed the, uh, the sheets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, talk what's, me through what's it. What's going on through here? Yeah. yeah. Give, there's mum, there's dad. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, uh, he was roaming down Johnson Street. Oh, cool. Strolling, I think he's Strolling, right. perhaps. The great man. Maybe he doesn't go to a hotel, but maybe he goes to the lovely Tankerville Hotel. Oh, Oh, yeah. On the corner of uh, Nicholson Street and Johnson Street. Friday night earnings into the poker machines. Well, yeah, it's 24 hours. Uh-huh. So it doesn't need you to you got to wind so. down, too, after a big call. Exactly. You're full of adrenaline. Yeah. What better place to do it than to watch the animated dogs <laughs> throw, <laughs> a bit awesome. of coin, throw a bit of coin that way. Oh. And if you've never been there, if you're from out of state and you're in Melbourne, please, on our encouragement, go to the Tankerville. That's a very good question, Adam. I'm wondering about the uh, activities of the commentators by the fact, I think by the time the Friday night game would be over, it's probably too late for Bruce to get a flight back to Adelaide, I would imagine. So does he do the night in Melbourne and then go to Adelaide? Or does he come, because he do the Sunday game too. So does he spend the weekend in Melbourne? No, he didn't do the Sunday game today, did he? I believe it was Hamish and... Oh, okay. I don't think it was Bruce. I think they've, they've dropped Bruce back. Okay, gotcha. From his uh, calling role. He just does the Friday nights huh. now, I think. Okay, well... Then I'm stupid. Yeah, no, it's it's embarrassing, and uh, apologies to all junk time listeners. Um, can I read out a few footballers in real life? Yeah, go for it. Uh, here we go from Alexi. Boys, I've got one. Went on a walk around the MCG during work. We're based near the G and doing very well. While the boss, can, can I just can I stop you there? Hmm? How much fun would it be to work right near the G? Uh, it'd Just, be okay, yeah. Oh, you don't think? Getting there in the morning if you're in the car might be trouble. Oh, see, I, I figured you'd go public transport. Yeah, you, I mean, there's a dry station right near there. there. Yeah, Jolly yeah. Mont right near there. Yeah, yeah you're going on the footy. Oh, I reckon it'd be great. Just to look over. Just to look outside. If you could see it outside your office, just look over and go, there's the G. Yeah, yeah, that'd How be good. Yeah, yeah. Be? Mm. You know, better than like being at Monaco. You look out and you go, oh, God. Oh, God. Or Mars Stadium in Ballarat. You're like, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Someone get the noose ready. Someone calling a bomb threat. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> doing very well. While the boss was out, and that's when I saw him. Um, uh, Jared Ruffhead with about 12 people in a film crew surrounding him. He was bouncing a basketball at a shitty undersized ring near Jollymont Station. I'm trying to think out where that is. Okay, so that's up towards if you walk out of like gate two or three. Yeah, walking north? Uh, yes. Yeah, walking north, yeah. yeah up the yeah. hill. 
Geelong Station. Towards Geelong Station. Basketball court. Uh, it must be. Yeah. Sorry. Hang on. Is there a basketball court or is he just bouncing a basketball? Uh, at a shitty undersized ring near Jollymont. Oh, so, so they set just it a up, ring. mate. Yeah, yeah. Mate, they brought it. Okay. They brought it with them. It wasn't Channel 7 or Hawthorne, so who knows. But the important thing is he was wearing an a- NFL cap and clearly had makeup on. Didn't okay, look... this is very mixed. He's playing basketball outside the MCG with an NFL cap. Yeah, uh, didn't look nearly as pale as normal. Hmm. I didn't engage because he had his acting face on. But I think but I was... Oh, but I was looking and he knew it. <laughs> right. I said Ruffy may be filming an ad or something like that. Yeah. Do we know? And I If Ruffy has a basketball background yes, at all? That's a very good question because uh, if he did, I think we may We'd have be heard that. We yeah. would have heard a little a little whisper around the around the around the edges there. Uh, you know, um who does? I have got a feeling does Scott Pendlebury? Scott Pendlebury, a... yeah. And you know who else? Christian Petrarca. No way. Yeah. Where's it Ollie Wives? No, I don't think he did. He had, I think, because uh, he's from the Murray. So I think he's got a water skiing background. Um, so on the back of our conversation about um, mouth guards last week. Oh, yes. So up in place where I live in Sydney, I live near a mouth guard shop, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Or that's what's advertised at the front. Okay. I don't get the feeling that it's a dentist's office. Yeah, right, but they do mouth they seem to be They seem to be plugging the mouth guard. Okay. Hmm. So from Evan, I am a dental technician in Adelaide. And That's a nice pause. Yeah, well, that was a big word, and okay. I didn't want to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've probably made close to a 1,000 mouth guards in my career, so I thought I'd provide you with some information on the mouth guard business. I'm also a port member, and port fans are notorious for missing teeth, so if you could give me a shout-out, I can make discounted dentures for port members. There we go. Oh, that's good. Uh, mouth guards are very seasonal, so Feb, March, April, I make a lot given... Winter sports are starting up. The main reason people have to get mouth guards remade every year is kids lose teeth. Um, uh, sorry, whose teeth are still developing means their mouth guard from the previous year won't fit. Yeah, right. Growing kids. Uh, generally, adults would get a bit more longevity out of the mouth guards, but I know a lot of footy players don't clean and keep their mouth guard in their box. They come pre-season, they find their mouth guard in their bag full of mould and looking way too gross to wear, so they get a new one. Uh, also, wearing a boil and bite mouth guard from a chemist is pretty much pointless. So always get one made by a dentist. Oh, he's just plugging his own fucking business. Isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think in my later years when I was playing amateurs, I would get the the one from the chemist. Mate, they're the worst. And I think maybe because I lost my mouth guard and was yep. like, oh, I don't want to fork out for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would just get knocked in the teeth and fork out three grand to get teeth fixed. But also too, like whenever I've tried one of those, they sit so badly that you yeah. gag. Yeah, you feel like you're going to um, choke on them. Yeah, so you're on the field trying to call for a lead, just going, chamber, chamber, yeah. chamber. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, and no point calling because they would have put it through. <laughs> through the hard head will do it all, mate. Uh, from Hank. No, I was, was going to call you a cunt. Jamie, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Hank. Uh, I guess this is more an ex-football in real life, actually. A few we'll weeks ago, all. I was in my local IGA, which also happens to be a real gourmet one. Ooh. So you know that everyone that shops there <laughs> is doing very well. I feel like we've started something. <laughs> I was pretty much done and heading towards the registers when I turned the corner to see Drew Petrie. Oh. With a basket and a few items in it. I was curious to see what the fresh, freshly retired eagle would be eating, whether he's on the Colin Sylvia diet or still looking after himself. 
<laughs> well, let's just say you wouldn't be in a supermarket if you're on the on the Colin Sylvia diet. He seemed to be eating relatively healthy with what I could see, and I was waiting to see what the next item was in the dairy section. I didn't want to be noticed that I was kind of stalking him, so I made a grab for some sour cream that I didn't even need. <laughs> Before I had to leave, uh, he seemed to be deciding which flavoured milk to choose, but I can't confirm which flavour. Perhaps that's his dessert. The sour cream did not go to waste. Oh, good. So, Hank, interesting. So, do you reckon that would be in Melbourne or in, or in Perth? Oh, that's a very good question. He's a, a West Coast back. Eagles champion. Or is he a coach over there now? Or? Um, you know what? I just assumed that he's back in Melbourne. Yeah. And because he said it was a nice IGA, I know one that's in uh, Q. So, I'm going to suggest that he was in the Q IGA. That's a bold step. Yep. Oh, mate. I know my IGAs. I think that's all of our footballers in real life. Yeah, but well, you've got a footballer in real life, Michael, an X one. What happened to you? So you, of course, are creator of the beep test on Fox Footy. Yeah, you should watch the beep test Wednesday night, 9pm. Yes. This week, uh, Mason Cox and Paul Salmon. Oh, great. Hmm. Now, you were uh, in at Fox Footy this week. I did go in there. I did go in there for And you had uh, an interaction with a, a Brownlow medalist. Oh, look. I might have got punched in the ribs. <laughs> you cut the little a rib jab. I'm sitting there talking to a friend, yep. and uh, and then all of a sudden I felt a little jab in the ribs. Nothing too hard, but yeah. it started... Did, did, you, did you dive? It startled me. Okay. <laughs> so well, we had to go behind the goals to okay. see if I was faking. Now, are you friends with this particular ex-Brownlow... Well, he's not an ex-Brownlow, he's still Brownlow medalist, but yeah, yeah. Ex, uh, ex-champion of the game. I would ha- I'd, I'd have to think back to a decade when I did share another building with him a decade ago. Okay, so you don't think he recognised you from that time? Oh, I very much doubt that. And you have... Uh, since you've been in at Fox 40 this time, you've never spent any time having a chat? I think it's safe to say I've never spoken a word to man, man his life. Okay, and, right. uh, so he's and walking I, past, and I think he, I think he just thought I was somebody else who <laughs> who works there. Yep, you know youthful exuberance. Well, that's true. That I have, and um, and he gave me a little bit of a g'day, mate, with a bit of a fist. Yep, and then he kind of walked about five meters away, and I kind of whispered to my friend, I was like, I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah, uh, we're a fun family. That's that's what's good about uh, Fox Footy. Everyone's inclusive. Like uh, if if you're lucky enough, one time you might get snapped by Jonathan Brown. You know, you got to look for the positives. <laughs> it's very funny though. You see them wandering around. Like it's, it, like it, it's like not at the museum or something. Like Mate, it's, you, like, it's like they're sitting there. They're like, oh my god, they're alive. They're real. It's fucking premiership medals everywhere. You hear Jared on the phone, kind of up in the kitchen, kind of you know having a chin wag, and he was going, "Who's talking to someone?" Jared Waitley or Healy? Uh, Waitley. Oh. yeah. Who was he talking to? I don't know. He was on the phone. He's like, "That sounds important." Was Robbo ordering any any booze? Was he on tipple? On <laughs> tipple. Uh, but yeah, beep test nine pm Wednesday and front bar next night on uh, Channel Seven. Yes, check that out. We're going to hit the road. Hey, we're not going to be together for a long time, Adam. No, I know you're back up to uh, Rod Carter Studios after this week. Aww. So, um, but you know, Aww. we we still manage, mate. We manage. Aww, we'll get by. Yeah, it Aww. is a shame. But you will be back. So we're we're going to be doing a live show, of course, in the uh, in the in the bye week before Absolutely. the finals. There's yep. no doubt about that. So we might. Uh, Usually we start looking around now because that's when that's when footy players' books tend to come out for Father's Day. We might stiff around, yeah. So hopefully we remember last year we were told we were going to get Stevie Johnson and that fell through. And so hopefully we might be able to get him for this year because that would be fantastic. Yeah, sure. Look, I, to- I saw him strolling through the uh, Sydney airport with um, John Longmire. So he's a coach at the Swans now. Yes, yeah. So I, I mean, didn't probably won't be in Melbourne for that time. But mate, we will we will hook someone. What's up. so surprising the Giants didn't jump on him to uh, be a coach there? 
unless like, it was bidding war or whatever, we thought maybe just a, another team to kind of get a different perspective. Yeah, good point. And maybe you want to be closer to the Bondi billionaires. Oh, actually, yeah, good point. You don't want to be out of Brecky Point. Oh. He's already done it. He's probably hanging around my area. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so keep it. If you see him. Football in real life. Ask him. I see. Ask him to come on. We're going to hit the road. Go, Hawks. Go, Blues. One and seven. Yes. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.